This is Monday, December 20th, and this is our fourth week of Advent and our study that we've called You Promised, looking at the promises of God. Now, it's said that one day the writer and scholar C.S. Lewis was crossing Oxford when he walked through a small meeting. The discussion was of a comparison of the religious faiths, and the question was asked, what makes Christianity different from the others? Lewis was in a hurry, and he couldn't remain for the conversation, but he simply remarked that the difference is grace. It's easy. It's grace. Yes, the idea of grace sets the Christian faith apart from all the others. In all other religions, your status is yours, earned and deserved by you. Your place comes as a result of your merit, what you have done. But in Christianity, it's all gift. We receive grace in the form of what you would call gift love. And here's our text for today. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's John chapter 3 verse 16. Now, this is one of the most popular verses of Scripture. We see it hung from banners at ball games and shared in all manner of places as a brief statement of the gospel. Now, it seems so ubiquitous, but we shouldn't take it for granted. Why not? Well, it's really surprising. Here's how. First, let's think about the gods of the world and how this God that loves the world is nothing like them. The pagan gods were many, and one thing they had in common was a sort of disdain for human beings. Other ancient creation stories told of how the gods needed entertainment, or they desired creatures to serve them. And this is why they created humans. Human beings were for amusement and for sport. But the God of the Bible, the Lord, Yahweh, made human beings in his image and his purpose was to have fellowship with them. Here's the Apostle Paul explaining this to Greek philosophers he met in Athens. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. That's Acts 17, 24 to 25. Yes, Paul says that the living Lord is nothing like the gods that you are worshiping. The other gods have humans to amuse them and serve them, but the Lord has no need of that. There was nothing like Paul, what Paul shared, anywhere to be heard in the world. You see, humans for the Lord are not playthings at all. He made them partners in his creation. He extended to them dominion and rule. They become co-workers of God. Now, if that sounds like blasphemy to use such language, but this is exactly the language of Scripture. He doesn't need us to do anything for him, but he invites us into fellowship with him and to share in his work. The Lord gives Adam and Eve a garden to keep and to work, and they walk with the Lord in the cool of the day. Eden is a place of fellowship with God, who is present with them. So why does the Lord create them, create our world, 
create Eden. It is really the overflow of his love. And here we get to the interesting part. Even love has different definitions all over the world. And this idea of of gift at the time of Jesus, well, it was instead about exchange. It wasn't about an unconditional gift. Actually, we often hear those words paired together. Gift, exchange, and especially around Christmas. And this was the way gifts worked in the ancient world. Giving you something obliged you, obligated you, to give something back to me. This was the way the world worked, tit for tat. Reciprocation was the name of the game. And this was the way it worked with the pagan gods. You do something for the gods, they do something for you. You sacrifice to them to gain gifts returned to you, and so on. But even this was not a given. They were capricious and undependable. You, well, you couldn't count on them when it came down to it. And we know in truth they couldn't do that because they weren't real. Now, as we think about the one true and living God, perhaps we've heard the language of unconditional love for so long, we don't see how radical this gift love is. Yes, for God so loved the world is the way the verse goes. So first, the Lord is like no other God, and then his love is like no other love. Other languages and people often have many words to talk about love. This was true of the Jewish people and also of the Greeks. The love spoken of here in Hebrew is chesed. That means loving kindness, love in the form of grace-filled action. It reveals the character of the giver as kind and not of the subject as deserving kindness. And then there's the words of the Greeks. The word that they use to speak of this kind of love, this idea of gift love, we hear in the New Testament. It's the word agape. It also reveals the character of the giver and not the recipient. This is the love God shows to us in Christ. It takes no cues from us, nor requires anything from us. You might also call it one-way love. Think of love requiring a two-way relationship, give and take. But this love is all give and no take. This is the way God loves us. You see, Jesus coming to earth and going to the cross announces the end of achieving, the end of human merit and measuring up. Now, this doesn't mean that God's holiness and justice are set aside by Jesus, but instead they are fulfilled, satisfied. And so this love that God loved the world with is like no other love, and he's like no other God. We are well acquainted with the love friends have for each other, that a lover has for the beloved, and parents have for their children. But there's nothing like this gift love in the world. And it is this that we rest in. This is the love that shows up at Christmas. Let's pray. Lord God, we live in a meritocracy where we must earn what we get. We must stand out, step up. But we see Jesus stepping down to come to us and reveal another way, a better way, the only way that we can come to him. 
Enable us to rest in Jesus and what he's done for us, for we pray in his name. Amen.